And this is Cater's Club. We are back. Uh, we're bringing you our almost daily updates at this point about the situation in Eretz Yisrael and here in the United States, uh, hopefully bringing you information that you may not have heard and uh, bringing you in the way that only we can bring it to you. It's not exactly new. <laughs> not exactly. Listen, that's our motto. Something our in the motto middle. Is, is news for Jews. That's why you come here. Uh, it's usually not this serious because, you know, Things are not as serious usually as they are now. But when we get into such a situation, I think it calls for daily updates. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, one thing to note, and we I think we said this on our first recording, starting from, I believe, uh, episode 95, we are not recording in studio. We are doing this uh, purely on Zoom. So the quality, I know the quality has been up and down. Uh, the quality on this as well. We're doing our best here. But it's really, really difficult when we're trying to, you know, go with the quick updates and bring you uh, interviews, et cetera. We're doing this uh, as quickly as we can to try to serve you, our listeners. Uh, in the in a few moments, we're going to have the opportunity to, to have on uh, a captain in the IDF. He's a reservist now. Uh, he's been serving. Uh, his name is Rabbi Shilom Plesser. He's also a rabbi. Uh, I know this man personally. He is just a phenomenal person. Uh, he, he's the type of guy that you meet him, you speak to him, and you say to yourself, I just want to be around this guy. If anything in the world ever happens, I hope I'm standing next to this guy. He's absolutely fearless, fearless hero. Uh, and uh, he's someone I turn to often to get a take on what's going on you know, behind the scenes and what's going on inside the IDF and inside of Israel itself. So uh, we're very appreciative, and he's going to be on shortly. Also, breaking news. Uh, Israel knocked out the two airports, two airports in Syria. So there was a flight that was headed into uh, Damascus, and it had on it, I believe, a minister from uh, Iran, and uh, it was the foreign affairs minister, as well as a whole bunch of Iran uh, revolutionary guards on the plane. So rather than allow them to land, Israel bombed the two airports. They had to turn around and laid somewhere else. Uh, on the one hand, good for them. On the other hand, this is an escalation. This is uh, this is Israel targeting a non-military target side of Syria. Uh, we don't know how that's going to play out. Also, Netanyahu has announced that they have commenced an emergency emergen- emergency government uh, with ben- Benny Gantz joined, and they now have uh, this. Uh, coalition government that they say will last until after this situation. Uh, once the situation passed, basically all bits are off. But for now, they do have a coalition government. Uh, well, that's and critical. Is... It's critical that they have a coalition government so that they can act unilaterally and you know just take care of business. It's like you just can't do things one-sidedly, apparently. And yes. they need this coalition. And you know what? Everybody is game. Everybody is down. Everyone's on the same page. So yes. it's important, happy that it came together, but we, you kind of knew that that would, would occur. But interestingly, Yair Lapid did not join. That is correct. But he, he did say that they would support it, but we're not joining. And like we did mention, you know, as, as time passes, we are getting more and more stories and videos and audio of the tremendous heroism that has taken place. It's uh, truly an inspiration. I'll read you this one uh, this one tweet, I believe, that someone posted. Uh, it says, I called United Airlines yesterday to change a flight departing from Israel in a few days. Quote, I assume you're getting a lot of calls about flying out of Israel, I asked. Yes, she said, but it's mostly people from abroad trying to get back to Israel as soon as possible. Which is nuts. And I keep saying the same thing, is that it's times like this that separate the men from the boys. You and me, we're boys. Yes. But there, there are men. There are men out there. They I will be the first in... to tell you I'm not one. <laughs> they run into the face of danger. They, they're just all hands on deck. That's the type of people. Like every, We have these in our lives. Like You always have somebody like this in your vicinity, in your circle. It's like it, it, it's he's just always there to help. Nothing, you know... We all know people like this. It's just nothing will stop them. They'll do anything to help. And and 
and we're going to have one of those people on. Actually, Sheila Plesser <laughs> is exactly one of those people. He, you know, he runs towards the danger. Him yeah. and his family members, his brother. I mean, he's one of those guys. Another and story I saw was uh, the anonymous. I'm sure you saw it. The anonymous Soredi, New York resident, funds 250 flights for IDF soldiers. A guy who quietly sat in a corner at JFK Airport. Anyone who showed up and showed showed the Tzav 8 recruitment order. So these are Israelis that are in America who got recruitment orders. Anyone who showed up to JFK to fulfill the call to go back to Israel, he paid for their flight. Which is, you, you have to think about that. That's in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Easily, yeah. And, and he wants to remain anonymous. He wants no credit for it. It's just chesed. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And by the way, I do want to mention, speaking of which, if you want to be inspired and, and you like these inspiring stories, that's generally not our you know main thing that we do here, but I'll tell you who does do it, and that's Living Less I Am, uh, a good friend of ours, Yaakov Langer. He's doing it, and he's doing it really, really well. The Living Less I Am podcast network, uh, everything that they have is really just excellent. Uh, it's Inspiration for the Nation with Yaakov Langer, Kosher Money, which is just has become huge. Uh, inspiration, you know, all the Living Lachaim social media accounts have been posting nonstop, and each one is better than the next. You know, like you, you cannot look at these things and not just have your heart filled, become filled with joy. And he's really just unbelievable. He's really doing a good job. Meaning, there's so much media coming at us, right? And I think we never saw anything like this before, where it's just every day, every day, a stream, a steady stream of videos from the field, of videos of soldiers, of videos of, you know, they're making a bar mitzvah during a war because bar mitzvahs don't stop. Everything, uh, it's just, there's so much of it. And to be able to curate that and to be able to release it, uh, whether it's on you know, on their YouTube channel or on the Living L'Chaim group, which we'll probably put a, a link to in this, in these show notes so that, you know, you can just see the positivity. You can join that group, you can join that group and get that positivity that, that you need in a time like this. For sure. For sure. It's like, uh, it's like getting inoculated from all the negativity. Uh, you definitely should check them out. We are going to include a link to the website. Uh, Take the time, listen to the podcast, check out their videos. You are not going to be disappointed. Uh, it's just really, really great stuff. And uh, going back to what you were, were saying, I'm sure you've seen it. I mean, some of these, the, the imagery is just warms the heart. I'm sure you saw the tank with all the taped on letters from people from uh, from America. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a cynical person. You know that, you know, everyone's saying like, oh, you need to send uh, letters to Israel. It's so important. And I'm like, come on. Letters, that's like the one, you know, like the letters, like the, the, the notes that go into the Kaisel and you know that they get vacuumed up. Like, so I'm a, I'm a cynical guy. <laughs> it's true. They clean it once a year. It's like it's before Rosh Hashanah. They vacuum up, but they do put it in, in Seamus. They put it in, in that, that's true. and it's, that's it true. gets buried. It's not, it's like, those are letters to the Lord. You cannot yes. just vacuum them up and throw them away. That's his mail. So that's, uh, that's, <laughs> it goes, it goes into into Seamus. And that's one of the things that I want to talk to, to, to our next guest about is like, do these letters mean anything to the soldiers? I mean, obviously they do, but is it something that like you should be doing as like an avoida? Like I'm going to go sit down and write a letter to a, an unknown soldier. Like, am I doing that as an Did adult? You, do you need crayons? Cause I'll, I'll send you the crayons. <laughs> no. So, uh, you know what, if it'll lift spirits, I'll color. I'm not above anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm just here. I'm here to serve. Did you see? I'm sure you saw the other one. I'm just. I'm just quoting the, the, some of the few that I've seen. Um, this one. This one was great. It was a letter, and it was in Hebrew, and it says, "Dear soldiers, please stay alive. I'm not married yet. Need options." She wants to solve the shit of crisis. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, no, you know these what? These are the. These are the. These are the best of the best. When you want to talk about a man and a real man. Somebody that served, somebody that, you know, it's just, uh, there's nothing else to say. They're real men. Yeah, absolutely. It's also, I also think a huge development, by the way, just getting back to Iran and this war, 
a huge development is that the United States also agreed to freeze the $6 billion that they released to Iran. That's pretty big. Yes, uh, but I, it, it is big and uh, I'm happy they did it. At the same time, does this now confirm that that was like just a massive mistake that they did and the foreign policy has been just garbage? Are we allowed to well, say that or is it too no, soon? No, you're not allowed to say that because John Kirby won't acknowledge it even. He yes. won't even acknowledge that it, it has been frozen. But on another note, you have to give props to this administration. They're sticking yes. with Israel through everything. Like yes. they are a staunch ally at this moment. Yes. And, and, and then, yeah. And the sure, rhetoric right. is just, is, is, is strong and it's just with Israel. There is no wavering for them right now. And that's great. You got to yes. give it to them. I do. And and John Kirby, you mentioned John Kirby. He's been doing a lot of the White House press briefings with uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, and he has been really, really good, staunch supporter. He will not, you know, doesn't back down uh, in his support. And it, it, it's great to see. And uh, props to the administration for their tremendous support of Israel. And it was also great to see Anthony Blinken uh, go to Israel, greet uh, Bibi Netanyahu, and, you know, and and when he got up, the first thing he said is, I, I stand before you not only as a U.S. Secretary of State, but also as a Jew. So it's Did just, you know he was Jewish? I did know. I, I definitely knew. What's his real name? It's not Blinken, right? What's, what's his real name? What was the original It's going to be like Blinkowitz. <laughs> Well, I looked it up. So now it's actually he's third generation Blinken. Uh, I can't find anything beyond that. So. But I knew that because he did invoke the name of his father and his stepfather, who were also, who were obviously only his father, but he was also a Blinken. Yes. Okay, wait a minute. I think uh, our guest is now ready. We're bringing to you right now a friend of mine, his Rav Shilo Plesser from the Holy Land, from Israel, directly from Israel. Shilo, he's going to tell us a little bit more. Uh, I know him as a uh, director of the iLead organization, and he's also a captain in the IDF. Sheila, welcome, and thank you for giving us your time. Hi, Shalom. Thank you for uh, hosting me uh, and trying to express uh, your neighborhood, what's happening Absolutely. in our neighborhood. So first of all, tell us, uh, you, you were telling me previously, so I, I know you just as a captain, but I know you, you mentioned you actually do more than that in the army. Yeah, I served uh, for I served in the army as a soldier in duty, in duty uh, during the 90s, and since then for more than uh, 25 years, I did the uh, reserve service in Lebanon, Judea and Samaria, Gaza Strip, uh, wherever. And I witnessed uh, several uh, operations, wars, lost a lot of uh, friends, colleagues, soldiers, commanders. And and uh, this uh, and this war, I find myself on a multi uh, multitasking because I am I am a grandfather to my grandkids that their fathers, my son-in-laws, went to fight, and I am a father to my son who is serving in an elite unit that is there, and myself, uh, which I'm in a break now, and my other daughter that is serving in Judea and Samaria. So, uh, but I, I think that today uh, you rank as as a soldier, as an officer, is not is not a, is not a story. I'll tell you why. I woke up on Saturday early morning. It's I'm a rabbi of uh, of a synagogue across the street from my house. I went to arrange the synagogue. I came back and seven seven around seven o'clock seven ten my house, and I see in my uh, in my door. My son-in-law, by the way, my daughter with my son-in-law, they are living in Kibbutz Saad. If you open a map, you see where Kibbutz Saad is, is the middle of the war, okay? So my son-in-law, he served in an elite unit in the army, but right now he's not connected to any specific unit. He's kind of free. He wasn't called. So I not, I came back to the house to get arranged to have my coffee before tefillah. He said, Shiloh, I need your key 
of my car. I said, what's happened? No. He opened his phone and he showed me some voice notes that he just got. We are hostages. We are killed. Where he said, Shilo, this is my neighbor. So either it's a fake or it's the worst war we ever had. And I have to jump there. 7, 15 in the morning, holiday. He took my car and I never heard back from him till yesterday. I, re- I realized by friends, I have another just to understand. My brother-in-law he is a general in the army who used to be responsible for that area. He told me three days later, asking me, what's happening with your son-in-law? Is he alive? I say, I hope so. He told me the story. I'm telling you what I heard from this guy. My son-in-law, as a, civi- as a civilian, jumped with his pistol, his small pistol. I, I cannot show you, but this is the size of the ammunition, okay? He took my car. He jumped into the fire. And for nine hours, was fighting with three friends, rescuing the people of Kfaraza. You can again go see Kfaraza. Kfaraza is across the street, the road from, from Saad. So I just, I give, and personally, I think he killed 40 people and thank God he's alive. Why do I tell you this? Not to say, oh, this is my son. To tell you that the first 12 hours of this war was handled by the individuals, by the volunteers, by the people who, you know, sacrifice their life. No one called them. This is not the country. This is not the army. Million of questions to ask later. Where was the country? Where was the army? But so if we want Chuzuk, we should know the, the simple fact that during the worst times of our nation, the people who saved our nation were the people, not the leaders, not the commanders, not the generals. It was all done in spite of those people. Why? Because we have amazing people first that jumped into the fire to rescue lives. And I'm talking about hundreds. The list, you say there is no place in Gan Eden. I'm telling you, there is no space for the list of medals since the establishment of the state of Israel to give to those people. So if we are looking for Chizuk first, forget about my rank. I am a general, I am a colonel. The surgeons who jumped in, they saved for the 12 hours. So 12 hours of not having a state, not having organized IDF for many reasons. Esther Panim, forget about the tactical question. This is a fact. The country did not function. The big IDF, the most advanced army in the army, with the most secured border in the world, the most secured fence, they came straight ahead. Who saved us? You know, yes, yeah, saved because now we are counting 1,300. It could be triple. It could be 5,000. You mean, you mean it, it, it so could have? You don't mean that... that Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could have without us. So this is, that's what gives me the first, you know, encouragement. See, the, the, no one called them. No one forced them. They were jumped. You see the people that now coming, they're paying from there, coming from South America to come to, uh, are we crazy? A normal person does the opposite. If there is a war, he, he's escaping. No, those crazy people, uh, the year, then the middle of their what we call in Israel the big, uh, the big uh, trip, whatever. After the army, okay, I served three years. I want to relax, and now the hero of war, they don't care, they don't care. So the, there was but a lot of talk, so, you know, during all the fighting with Bibi yeah. and the left and the right, and you know, a lot of a lot of people in the army had said that you know they're not gonna they're gonna leave the army, air force, and there was. You know, a lot of concern, especially we on the outside in America, we were looking and we were scared. We said, well, what's going to be if there's a war in Israel? So what you're telling me is from your experience, every man, woman, and child has jumped into the fire. That's what you're telling me. I'll tell you more than that. The pilots who first rescued the villages are the leaders 
of the protests against Bibi. Okay? Can I say it clearer or not? So you're telling me all of those protesters, they're at the front, front, front lines. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Now, I don't, you know, don't misunderstand me. These people are fighting and these people are hating Bibi. And, and so, you know what? Now, let's take a step back. We are talking about the heroism that is coming not only from the soldiers, but from the people, from the individuals, from the civilians. Now, I'm not talking only about the army. If you see the level of volunteering, of donations, you know, the first day people say, and it was right, that there's no organized food. Okay, after two days, the, 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 the IDF can open a catering and serve half of the Middle East with all the food that has been, you know, donated. And it's unbelievable. I'm not saying everything is, is you know, is that, but the level of volunteering is really unbelievable, not from fighting to the to providing socks to the soldiers. But now let's go back to the reasons of, you know, we as a believing pe belief people, people who live, you know, we are reading the Bible, we believe in the Torah. So, you know, we are not the advisors of Akadosh Baruch Hu, but yes, we can, we can read what he says. And I'll tell you something, and you can ask, uh, you know, our common friend. A few months ago, he, he called me and he said, Shiloh, you are not as, I feel like something, you are under pressure. What's, what's, the, what's the reason for the pressure? So I told him here and there, I told him, you know what? If you come here, I'll share it with you. But I'll tell you what, what's the pressure. For a few months, I'm going and I'm not alone with the feeling, with a deep feeling, but a clear feeling that the history teaching us that when we have internal fights, no matter what the reasons are, we don't need a punishment. It's not a punishment. It's just a result of our internal fight. The enemy says, ah, okay, they're fighting, so they are wasting their time and energy and ammunition for fighting each other. That's the time for us, because we never, one of the reasons why Akadosh Baruch Hu brought us to this neighborhood, he could take us to Switzerland, or to the Nordic, uh, no, he brought us to the most crowded and intense place over in, the, in the world. And it says, you know, there are always people, nations or sub-nations or terror organizations that will challenge you in order to keep you on a high level of alert, spiritual, socially, everything. We lost it. We, we didn't lo lose it. We broke it in our own hands. So it should be, yes, it is surprised tactically. How did they do this and that and that? But the reason, if you walk in the street, you hear the taxi driver says, we fought among, uh, among each other. So, so what's, uh, this is the reason. So forget who is right, who is wrong, who is responsible. Yes, I think after the war, the entire government and most of the, of the IDF leadership should go because of a you know, misconception and all that stuff. But the deep understanding and simple understanding that it happened because not as a, you know, mystical punishment from it's, it's like a result. You know, if you competitor in business, he sees that you are two partners in the business and you're fighting and you have a partner across this. Oh, okay, these guys are fighting. That's the time for me to have a great sell and take all the clients. It's punishment? No, it's a natural. That's what happened here. That's what happened here. And I see in the spiritual level, the tikkun of that, now there's no, there's no left, no right, no religious, no liberal, no nothing, nothing. So you say, yes, those protesters, there is an organization called Achim Laneshek. Achim Laneshek. One, so... What is that? What? The, yeah. Achim Laneshek, brothers to, to, to the weapon. These guys are the guys who led... The, yeah, we will not volunteer, we won't come to the army, we won't come, elite units. Those guys are the first to come. Because when it's our lives, no one of them. The problem is that we mix life with politics. That's maybe we have to, maybe that's one of the tikkunim that have to happen after the war. Put aside it. Let's remember that after all, no matter what we think, who we vote for, and what's our color, and what's our religion, and which badats I'm eating, 
put it aside. They are eating us with no echsher, no matter who you are and what you eat. So this is, you were talking about the protesters, and forget about that, forget. And yes, it's, uh, it's, it's painful, but maybe this is the price we have to pay in order to be reminded that we are all on the same page from the eyes of our enemies. We forget it a little bit. You know, it's, it's interesting that, if, you know, several countries and the, the last few times we had independent in, in the Jewish people, it, it uh, you know, it survived for less than 100 years for this reason. After 70, 80 years, you start to feel that, oh, it's for granted. Like, it's there, for, it's there forever and will stay forever. So you need sometimes a painful reminder. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not for granted. It's not obvious. It's something you have to maintain and sacrifice for on a daily basis. And you forget it. If God help, if God loves you, He'll remind you. Otherwise, we'll just, you know, be destroyed. So that's what I, you know, how I I see it now. I think it's amazing that everybody in the street and everybody that is in Israel understands that automatically. They understand we didn't have achdut, and that's why this is occurring. Yes, yes. You know the cemeteries now are full with the with the widest variety of political opinions and levels of religion, from atheist. You know, it's sad to say. I I don't know. I I wanted to say super ultra orthodox, but. These people, if some of them got killed, it's if a rocket hit their so but yeah, some of them also got killed by, by rockets. But yes, the entire variety of the Israeli society. So yes, you don't need a rabbi to tell you that, and you don't need a prophet to tell you that. The people on the street in Israel, when you say taxi driver is I don't know, it's yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 Joe, like, yeah. In, in America they say Joe the plumber, because that was uh, <laughs> so we, we, had, we had the same thing. We had a guy like that. Under Obama, um, no, and, and it reminds me of what they, you know, they say this also. It's something we hear all the time. There's a lot of comparisons to the Holocaust. They say that you know, to Hitler, he didn't care how from you were. A Jew is a Jew is a Jew. He taught us that Am Yisrael we're all one. Yeah. We're all one, and yeah. we're all responsible for each other. So now I wanted to tell you that I think. Let's say the following. On the last 12 hours or 24 hours, we did not have country. Country did not function. The state of Israel was not exist on Saturday, 6 o'clock a.m. to 6 o'clock p.m. 6 o'clock p.m., they started to understand what's going on, the IDF. I think it's a reminder for us, you know, don't take it for granted. The fact that we have uh, take it as a gift that you have to be very very careful and serious to keep it alive. For sure. And a life of country is not material. It's For just sure. based on one. It's unity. Unity around the main ethic we are living for. Let me ask you a question. Uh, I, I know you just you told me you just came back recently from serving. What is the current morale among the IDF? Uh, from here, from our end, we're sending you know boxes, we're sending money, we're sending food, we're sending toothpaste. Uh, what what's going on? How would the soldiers feel? Do they feel that? I don't know if the soldiers feel the toothpaste that you sent because the before the American, there are seven million Israelis. So although 5% of them, because, you know, more than 300,000 soldiers were called to Miluim, which means, you know, one out of, uh, <laughs> one out of, uh, you, you do the numbers, yeah? But uh, the, the, the level of love and support and gifting and donations, I, you know, when I saw it in the front line, and yesterday I went to take back my car that was bombed. Because my car, as I told you, my son in law. Yes, took son in law. Okay, so he came to the place where the soldiers told him, "Listen, 
don't drive here because they are shooting. He jumped into a Shabak car with, and with the Shabak guy, he went to fight. So I went to take my car. I found it uh, on, a, on, a, on a truck with the ex of uh, a policeman. I also watched the story. He said the terrorists put mines and bombs and grenades on everything, including corpses, bodies. So every car that was standing in the side, we needed to, 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 to purify, to make sure that this is clean. So we are sorry, we broke your uh, window to make sure that uh, there's no bomb in the, in, in, the, in the... So the level of the gifts and the love and the morale, let, let me tell you something about the morale. Maybe you hear about that there is a short and lack in... in, in uh, you know, equipment. And uh, this is partly true for several reasons. I want to give you a reason you don't know. Any unit in the army have a standard of a number of people. Let's say I am commander of a battalion. I know that usually I have, let's say, 400 people in battalion. But usually when I'm going on a mission, I'll have the maximum 270. Okay? Usually when I'm going to have, um, you know, regular missions, I know I'm lucky if I have 250. Because always... You know, his wife just got the baby and he switched to that, 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 that. What's the problem now? So how many people came to the unit? If you have a standard 100%. <laughs> I see where you go with this. 130. So yes, if I'm a battalion of 400 and usually I have 250, how many rifles I have in my, in my era? 300. I, 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 no, I take spare, right? but now I have, I have 360. Yeah, I'm missing 60. Yeah, so I can tell people go home. Oh, no, so this is, you have to understand some, some reasons behind the, the lack and the show. So you are asking about the morale, so I'm telling you about, about the morale. But let me tell you something also about the toothpaste and the, and the boxes and the candy. The, the, the needs of the first day are totally different from the needs of today and from next week. And naturally, peop people are, are, naturally people are, you know, they want to feel that, you know, a toothpaste is like a direct, I, I support the, the, the soldier, but this is nice for you feeling. But let me tell you something, if you want to be serious and support real needs, collect the money, keep them in the safe for now and wait for Sunday. The needs, the real needs, because food on Sunday was a critical need. On Tuesday, we had over. Now, no need for food. So if you still have the, the, the food fund, it's kind of, it's nice for you feelings that you're supporting, but with, between me and you, it's not a real need. So I want to tell all the people that want to support that this is time to support from hurt, but to use our resources that we are allocating to support Israel, you know, the needs are from dollar to billion or more. Okay, I, I just give you a variety of from a toothpaste that was relevant for in, in Sunday, from a sandwich that was relevant in Sunday, to a specific vehicle that a, a special unit in the IDF needs right now for operation that cost a million dollars. Yeah, this, I, I'm talking about just things that I'm exposed to that are real. Relevant. I'm not talking about rebuilding communities that were destroyed, about housing these thousands or tens of thousands of families that were broken and evacuated and rebuild the villages. It's billions. So, guys, you want to support Israel, not just to clean your influence and your heart, but really to be helpful? Wait. Put the money. Yeah, raise the money. Put them in a safe. Wait 24 hours. Wait a few days. I'm telling you. Food now, we can give to America. Toothpaste, we can give to America. But on Monday, on next week, the needs that will come up will be major. So this is something just really to be functional. But you can't know what those needs are going to be ahead of time. It's just whatever comes up. I, I can, I'm, you know, I can, I can tell you some some, but it's not toothpaste anymore. Toothpaste it was on Sunday, but up until you woke up when your holiday ended, it wasn't relevant anymore. But you raised 
Europe there. Okay, it's good for the kids to educate them that we are all united. And, okay, the kids don't understand that. Eh? But, but let me tell you something. And for example, you know, 50,000 toothpaste can, can really support the family of hostages or whatever for a while with housing, with equipment, with therapists, with, you understand the, just the, you know. I so. see a lot of, I see a lot of soldiers getting letters and people, you know, kids, adults, people writing letters of support to the soldiers, to the troops. Is that something that you ever found yes. helpful? Yes, yes, because... You know, anything that is more moralic than, than uh, materially is, yeah, is always, that's, yeah, this is the, because a letter is kind of support and strengthening the soul and you emotionally more than any gift that, uh, you know, worth a thousand dollars that you give, uh, you know, yeah, the, the soldier will be happy if you give him an iPhone 15 uh, with a iPod Pro, he will be happy, <laughs> but... The letter from a child in I don't know where that is there is something you'll have tears for. You understand? Yes. Ab ab absolutely. So we're we're actually going to be including. Uh, I would like for you to let me know what where you would like our listeners to send money because we are going to uh, we're going to post it in our WhatsApp group, but we are going to wait by your direction. We're going to wait. We're going to tell everybody uh, to wait. And to do it on no 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 raise raise the money now you can that Israel support fund I just say the needs we will be smart to use the needs no don't wait because I think emotionally people should put the money now because you know as the time passes like we know uh, you know in next week we'll have a yeah you can raise the money now just I see a lot of people that just because they raise the money they want to spend it now but I tell them listen it's not smart don't waste it now wait use it next week. When the when this more serious need will come up and have no backup and is not covered, so this right. is something I think would be smart. Right. So I want to be mindful of your time, Shua. I know what we're holding you. Unfortunately, I know uh, you have uh, unfortunate places to attend, including some yes. Levias. Uh, yeah, I want to be mindful now. of your time. But before you go, one last question: Over the next few days, what should we expect, and what should we hope we be hoping for? It's complicated, but I'll try to answer it quickly. I think that once the our enemies want to destroy us, it's right to Hamas, to Iran, and Hezbollah. We know the rule of Hakam Hashem Leogo. So basically, yes, we should attack in advance Iran and Hezbollah. That should happen. You know, a while ago, it didn't happen. So, short term, we are, I think what the, the government is trying to do now to isolate the Gaza front line from the northern front line, from Hezbollah, in order to take care of now for other. I think also the Hezbollah has the same plan like they did in the, to send the ten of, ten thousands of, uh, of uh, you know, elite uh, warriors to do the same in the upper Galil. That was the idea it was ready for. Uh, I'm personally in my unit training for that maybe for a decade. But I think now, because the IDF is ready, they don't have the element of surprise. So this is a reason for them why not to do with the support of the United States. So I, I think, and just my, 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 my guess, I'm not a professional, that I think that they're succeeding to isolate the Gaza front line from Judea and Samaria and from Hezbollah front lines. That's my, you know, when it happened, we were sure during the holidays that the Arabs will attack us like it was a few years ago, that the Arabs of Judea and Samaria and the Israelis Arabs, it didn't happen. That's what the Hamas is expecting to do today, tomorrow, but right now they did not. So I think that if we succeed in isolating this front line and keep it only there, and we have the credit internationally and locally. Basically, as say the senator from Lindsey Graham, level the place, said it's a religion war, level the place. There is a credit to level the place with, you know, with the less suffering for the Gaza people. 
but so I think the rockets are going less less rockets to tell the heavy rockets uh, it will be more locally and I think that uh, the idea uh, the, the air force will continue to attack a lot of uh, there more hundreds of thousands of uh, Gaza citizens will go more to the to the west towards Egypt and I think that the infantry will act soon inside the Gaza so for sure we'll have it's not over it's just the beginning so in a war when you're being attacked the first step is to stop the attack and now plan and move the war to the other side this is now this is the junction now we're in the in the u-turn i'm i'm talking about the ground the air the air is already there so that's do what you I think. do you think that this extends to iran and you're like just as how do you think it'll play out do you think it'll be able to play because you're never going to get a better opportunity than this this is it Eris Israel, the the land of israel is not ever letting this happen again in the next you know we're going to be a different country after this is over so let me tell you let me tell you let me answer you simple i think that the right thing to do that was saturday afternoon to send wow. our our bombs to iran if it hasn't been done till today means the leaders are, are not capable for that. That's oh, my answer. Wow. Okay. It, could happen, it could happen on Saturday, yes. Lebanon and Iran, yes. Two, two, two I, I don't want to say the names, but we have, Israel have it, two rockets that are carrying the atomic uh, bomb, one into Tehran, one into Beirut, done. If we didn't do it, up until today, I don't think we'll... Uh, that's my opinion. Your opinion is a lot, carries a lot more than all of these uh, Americans who, who are on the news saying their opinions who don't know anything. And uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Sheila, I want to thank you so much. It's great seeing you. It's great seeing that you're safe and that your family is safe. And Bezat Hashem, I hope that you continue to stay safe, you and your family. We're with you. We're with you. We're not there, but we're with you. Just pass the, pass the message that Israel is, after all, we are crying. We are sad, but we are strong and united. And be the same, act the same, and God will help us. Sheila, we can never thank you enough for the service that you do for Am Israel. We could just never thank you. There's just no words, and there are. It's just love. You can come. Very simple. <laughs> I'll, give you my wife's, I'll give you my wife's phone number, Sheila. <laughs> yeah, Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye. Was that How amazing? amazing? <laughs> we both said it at the same time. <laughs> First of all, you know, to see the guy and to to just. Like you said, just to be around him, you feel almost like a sense of security. You feel like this guy will do anything for the safety of the people around him. I know for a fact that that's true. And uh, I mean, you know, it, it, it's cut here, uh, it's edited. But when we first got on, when I saw him for the first time on Zoom, uh, I got very emotional and I started to cry. You and even when I talk about it right now, I'm uh, I'm getting emotional. I mean, you could see it; my eyes are tearing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was worried about him. I'm worried about his family, and uh, yeah, I'm getting emotional again. I can't talk about it too much. You know, it's it's different when you come face to face with people that are living it, and uh, people that are risking their lives, and we you know we worry about them obviously, and. Uh, I've been thinking about him a lot since this started, and I knew that you know he has family members in the in the uh, in the south, and so I, I was very troubled. You know, I did contact him, and so I was able to get updates. But that was the first time I saw him face to face since everything started, and it was uh, it was a little overwhelming. Yeah, was- I got to tell you, I got to tell you, and I'm saying this like seriously. When when you when when we go through something like this as like a nation, you know, as a people. Sometimes you just need the cry. You need to cry it out because there's a, a, a release of emotion that you need to have. Yeah, 
it's just human because it's bottled up in there and you feel all sorts of ways like you feel betrayed you feel uh, uh, vulnerable you feel just even just being a jew you feel unsafe you there's so many feelings that sometimes when you just take a minute to deliberately cry in private like you know no one has to see you but it's 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 a healthy thing in my opinion 100% and i i do want to mention one other thing um we told you in our last episode to stop watching social media. Now I'm going to say something else. Stop forwarding all of these text messages and these WhatsApps that that are fear-mongering, okay? Unless we get something stated by authorities, do not spread it because all you're doing is playing into the hands of the psychos who support Hamas. Don't forward it. If you have a question, speak to someone of authority and see if it's true. But don't forward these random texts about, oh, there's a credible threat to here, and oh, there's this there. Yes, I'm not saying don't be alert, but don't just forward things willy-nilly unless you know it to be 100% true, because all you're doing is creating terror in people's hearts, and that's exactly what they want. Right. But that said, we do have to bring up the day of jihad that they want to discuss that they're, they're putting out there. Now, I first saw this, I thought like you. I was like, ah, someone's just forwarding this. And then NYPD got involved, and then FBI got involved, and it's a worldwide thing. Friday, the 13th, uh, ironically, is is uh, a, a day of jihad. So, yes. So it remains to be seen what steps are going to be taken. I'm sure police presence is going to be uh, boosted by by shuls, houses of worship in general, because again, everyone's the enemy when it comes to the terrorists. So, you know, remain alert. Don't be afraid, but be smart. Exactly. Exactly. And you have to remember, nothing in this world happens without it coming from on high. We just finished Yom Kippur. We read Mafter Yaina, and we know that you can't run away from what Hashem wants right? That's one of the things we take out of it. We, Of course, we take out the power of tshuva, yes. Another thing is, you can't run away. So, whether you're here, whether you're in Israel, Hashem runs the world. Hashem is running the world. So, of course, make sure you're doing good right now. Make sure you do tshuva. Yes, that's a, it's always a good time to do tshuva. And it's always a good time to do chesed. And it's always a good time to do introspection. That's why Hashem brings these calamities to the world, for us to do that introspection. Yes, absolutely. And but like I guess to, said, for us to unite. Absolutely. But to, to be paralyzed with fear over what's going to be, that's where Amuna comes from. Whatever happens is for the best, and whatever's going to happen is for the best, and that goes for Claudius Searle, and it goes for every single one of us. Do not fear. Be strong. Davin. Do tshuva. Do chesed. Do whatever you need to do. Learn more. If you're not learning, you need to learn. If you've been thinking about joining the DAF, perfect time to do it. Join the DAF. But do I think, something. I think it's also important to remember that essentially these people are cowards. That's what they are. This yes. is not a, a noble cause or a fair fight. It's cowards. That's what they are, hiding in their masks because they're cowards. You got to call it like you see it. 100%. I, I do want to mention one thing before we go. I just have to make a, a I have to vent for a little bit. You know, I mean, you know, I, I, I started the DAF the last cycle. And, uh, you know, I, I do rely on the Art Scroll tremendous degree. And, and I, I have to hand it to Art Scroll. You know, what they've done for Claudius Earl is, is unbelievable. It's, it's really unbelievable. But I do have one bone to pick with Art Scroll. I don't know if anyone from Art Scroll is listening. But, guys, <laughs> guys. If there's English, and I have decent English, I mean, you know, I, I'm very well read. I'm not saying this to try it from a Gaiva standpoint. I'm making a point here. If I can't understand your English and I have to go to the Gemara to understand the English, something is out of whack. I'm reading the, the English and I'm like, what on earth does this mean? And I look back at the Gemara, I'm like, oh, that's what it means. So, right? And it says like retroactive agency. Retroactive agency? 
No. Oh, that's not so bad. It's, no, by itself, those two words might not be that bad, but in a sentence with a lot of other words that you generally don't use in a conversation when you're speaking to your friends, it becomes impossible to decipher. I wish I could find the uh, the exact page that I was talking about right now. The but when I tell you, if I, and if, I, if I'm saying a sentence to you and I, and I throw in the words retroactive agency, you have no idea what I'm saying. But well, if I tell it, you, it you know exactly what I'm saying. It depends where it's juxtaposed. Another no. odd scroll world. No, it does. You're right. But if, if it's in a long paragraph, this long-winded English, these long-winded English words, and, and not only that, if I just used it on this case right now and I told you, you know, because it, it, it's similar to what we talk about when we deal with retroactive agency, you would look at me like I was from Mars. You wouldn't know what I was saying. But if I told you you'd know exactly what I was talking Right. It's fun. It's interesting because I know some serious Talmidei Chachamim that use art scrolls to learn English. <laughs> no, no, for real. They know the Gemara. They can make a landing. They have no problem. You know what I'm saying? They don't need art scrolls. That's, that's but amazing. But they read it just so they can hop English. You know what I'm saying? That's just, then, that's they come just over on, then they come over on Shabbos and they have this, this very weird, very high level vocabulary. And it's like, <laughs> what have you been doing, Yechiel? <laughs> This reminds me of a fortiori that I saw. (laughs) Right. I I actually, I heard a rumor, I don't know if this is true, that Artscale's actually making another version of the Dafyomi uh, Artscale edition that is going to be, I don't want to say dumbed down, because I don't think any of us are dumb that are complaining, but it's going to be more in the vernacular so that it's easier to read. I don't know if that's true, but I hope it's true. Layman's edition. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that's true. Did you hear of this? I, I did not hear of such a thing. I don't think that coming out with a layman's edition, I think Artscore would tell you, you know, just keep a dictionary on hand, grow up. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. Okay, that brings us to the end of this episode. Once again, check out Yaakov Langer. Check it out in the show notes. Uh, take a moment, take something upon yourself, and support, like Sheila said, support the people in Israel support the efforts that are going on there. And when we say support, we mean with money. Check out the links that we post. We are going to be posting as well some of the videos that we've been seeing. Uh, some of them, as we mentioned, from Living with Chaim. Yes, definitely join the WhatsApp group. Uh, that's where we post the content. That's where you'll find the links. That's where you'll find the videos. And until next time, Kiddush Club out. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.